Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host, it's your girl Shanice, coming back at you with another podcast. We are on episode 207 and today's topic is BMF docuseries, blowing money fast. And we about to recap the last three episodes of 678 and episode 8 was the season finale titled Legacy. Uh... With this, um, we're about to get into it, break it down like we do over here on this platform. I have been doubling up these episodes because um, this documentary, they released it in eight parts and they were like 26 minutes long. So I was just like, it's a little too short for me to recap one by one. I might as well just wait and double up some. So I've really enjoyed it. I think it was very well done. Um, It was just the anticipating of waiting each week. But if you go back and you watch it all together, it's put together like a masterpiece. I really enjoyed it. Uh, We learned a lot of information that we didn't know. Some information had been out there for years. Some video footage had been out there for years on YouTube, online. But we learned a lot of intel and we heard a lot from Meech in his perspective and in his own words. So I appreciated that because a lot of times we always heard it third party or from law enforcement and in this documentary we heard it from Meech's side we heard it from his close affiliates law enforcement his mother his sister so that was really really good his childhood friends so I really enjoyed it and it is about to be season two for the BMF show shout out to 50 cent um he did bring on Miss Monique they got cash out coming back the original crew cast and crew coming back um also I think young Miami is playing in there they'll have Lala I think she's going to have a bigger role this season so I can't wait and I will play the trailer for that at the end of my recap along with the sleeper for you guys as well um As always, if you need to get in touch with me, Alicia Shanice is my Facebook. Alicia Shanice Reviews is my Instagram. Alicia Shanice Reviews 13 at gmail.com is my email. You can inbox, DM, or email me. If you have any special recap requests, you can hit me up and I'll recap them. I'm a little bit behind. I did talk to a few of you guys. Um, I'm going to get your recap out. Uh, I'm just a little bit behind on everything I'm working on right now. Cause I'm over, I have a lot of things I'm doing with the book. That's taking a lot of my time and I've just been really, really busy. So I do apologize. I I haven't even recorded in about two weeks. So please forgive me. I promise I'm working. I'm working hard. I'm not just sitting around being lazy. I have been working hard. Um, also, if you have any businesses or brands that you want me to shout out, I could get those out immediately. Please hit me up. You guys know I love to show love to who shows loves me and I love to whom loves me. So I have no problem with that. I don't charge for that. I would just love to do it. So if you have anything you need for me to promote, anything you want me to shout out as far as a business, I got you. And you can always hit me up with those recap requests. If it's something quick that I can get to and recap, I'll get that out right away. If it's um, going to be a little time consuming, I promise I don't mind. It just might take me a little longer because I've been um, a little behind getting out our regular pods. So my apologies for that. But you guys know I love you. Just been a lot going on, uh, especially for the month of November. It was a lot. Um, <clears throat> but we getting it together. We getting it together. Um, I had something else to say and I can't think of what it was. 
I know I'm going to play the trailer. I got a sleeper. If I can think of it, I'll let you know by the end of the pod. But I really enjoyed this series, so let's get into it and talk about BMF, blowing money fast. Shanice and she's the one. Her name is Shanice and she's the one. Let's talk about it. We got to talk about it. Episode six, time to run. So we see after club chaos and the death of Wolf, it brought more law enforcement attention, along with more tension between the brothers. At this point, Terry had had it. Terry had had it. And it's kind of ironic on how everything got brought down with Terry voice being all over the wire tapes. Um, And they really couldn't tie Meech to anything besides you know his lavish lifestyle but terry had it he just wanted to he was all business and wanted to be low-key so he was doing it smart except he couldn't stay off the phone so meach was put on house arrest and terry's 34th birthday came shortly after while he was on harvest arrest and at this point it just broke the cake um a lot of drama a lot of guns were drew out and it was the split of the brothers it ended everything and it's sad because like not only are they they're full-blooded brothers grew up in the same house same mother and father started all of this together but you know like one of the guys said they were like Cain and Abel they looked at everything in life differently so the case eventually was dismissed against Meech and after that he did not lay low (laughs) instead he decided to take everybody to a big trip in Mexico Meech rented a commercial flight. They called it like it was like, you know, the real deal soul plane. They went partying and it was all type of celebrities there. I mean, we seen Jeezy. Of course, Jeezy was, you know, semi-affiliated with them. We seen Kid Capri, Lil Jon, Bone Crusher, Megan Good, some of every damn body. Like Meech used to be with all of the celebrities, Lil Scrappy um fabulous trina i mean some of everybody he used to be affiliated with so after they show us how they was partying living fantastically partying in mexico had the big mansion they went there on a big commercial flight you know just doing their thing it shows 2004 los angeles after terry's big you know 34th birthday in the the disconnect between him and his brother that took it to a final straw he rebranded his side of the business so it was a split they were no longer business partners and he decided to call his crew 263 which is bmf on the telephone you know and he was all business as usual now law enforcement was making their life go i mean they were married to the job of bringing Meech down. They dreamed it. They slept it. Hell, everything was about bringing this man down. 
So <clears throat> they go down and see when Big Meech was throwing his birthday party. And it was straight Tony Montana, Scarface style. You can see he really looked up. He really wanted that lifestyle of Scarface, but of course not to go out like him of the mafia. You know, he had tigers, elephants, women there. They, women didn't have nothing on but paint. Like, and then he had a big picture, big meech, king of the jungle. So straight throwing it up in their face, <laughs> pissing them off even more. So he had like the biggest birthday party ever. And it was some of who everybody who was anybody was at this party in Atlanta. Hell, I wish I could have been there back in the day. <laughs> but um, this was 20, this was 2004. So I was still in high school. <laughs> so at the time of them watching Meech, they have Terry being recorded on the wire tapes. And he's just talking. Of course, they're talking in code, but they're picking up on everything. Okay, you got to go do this drop here. Don't, you know, they, they picked up on everything. So how cautious Terry was, it ended up being him that they heard on the recordings. Now we see Meech, as flamboyant as he was, he was much more smarter, you know, they did phone rotations on his side. Like he didn't talk on the phone. They couldn't catch up anything with the connections of being a drug dealer. They just basically looked at the way he was partying. You know, he got arrested for balling, for partying too much, you know. And then they brought in the fact of the tax invasions about, you know, they were spending money, but they hadn't filed taxes. So they brought in money laundering. So in September is the big home invasion in Atlanta. And it was the girl, Misty Carter, and her boyfriend, Alistis Hacken. He was known as Hack. And it wasn't a robbery because after they killed them, they left um, rolls of money everywhere, Rolexes. Nothing was took. It was a hit. It was a solidified hit that they thought because they thought that he had turned informant because he had got took in. And he was out. <laughs> And he was targeted because they thought he was an informant. And that's one of the worst things to even insinuate somebody is in that business. It comes with that life. If Sometime if they even think you're talking without any proof, if they think it, they coming. And BMF was really known for being business, partying, making money. They weren't known for violence. But after this murder, you started seeing more of it. And this murder changed the game because it was connected with another murder. And that man's mother was the mayor of, at the time. So when politics get involved, it takes a whole nother toll. So we see the cops eventually got the playing games. They got the pulling over people. And one of the dudes they pulled over, they just took the dope, took the car and let them go, causing all type of confusion in the organization. Because when he calling and telling them, they like, they what? You know, and they called it, you know, like tickling the wire because, you know, they couldn't understand like, okay, so you telling me they took all this shit and just let you go? Nah, bruh. You know, and this was the dude, Jeff. So Yogi, we see she was the mouthpiece. Like she kept a lot of shit together. Um, she she did a lot. She was very, very, very much close to Meech. Did a lot of little lead work as well, you know, was the mouthpiece when he didn't speak to the ones directly over the phone. So she tried to calm every down, everything down and get control of the situation as best as she could. But eventually her and Meech, they hit the road. And he did give her an out, like, look. You can go because once we leave, it's about to get hot. But she like, no, I signed up for this, you know, all the way to the end. So she was loyal. 
So we get to episode seven and it's called Thunderstorms in the Forecast. Now, after the multiple raids that happened in all of their homes in Atlanta, Yogi and Meech, they did take off in Miami. So they left everything behind them. They just went to Miami. And Meech's mindset was plan for the worst and hope for the best. It come with the game. And Meech was 110% all the way in. We have to say Meech was honorable. You know what I'm saying? He partied a lot. He did all that. But the way how he thought of everything and thought to look out for his peoples and thought, you know, I could leave at any time. I got the money. I can go here, there, there. But I don't want to leave my peoples behind. I don't want to leave y'all not eating. And everybody don't think of it that way. And even when it was time for him to go to trial, he rather took, you know, a plea and have his father get indicted or all of his other people. So it just shows you like his mindset, like, yeah, he partied, he lived that, he lived the life that he wanted, but in the end he, he was honorable and that don't happen. <laughs> that don't happen too often. Even when you look at the cartels, when you look at the mafia, that shit don't happen. It just is what it is. Some of the biggest drug dealers of drug dealers have traded someone in so they could get let go or provided information or other intel. They don't go out that honorable. So he end up when they get to Miami, instead of laying low, <laughs> he's Meech, of course. So they end up getting a hot new club. And they basically made it Sunday nights for BMF. So they were still out there living lavish. His mindset was he knew it was the end. He knew the end was coming. So he he knew he could walk away. But he wanted to make sure his peoples were straight. And he wanted to live every day like it lasts. Like they either going to try to kill me or take me out. So I might as well live every day to the fullest. But no matter how much he partied. He was at home the next morning to make little meat some pancakes. Now, I have to say that part when he said that, it reminded me of the movie Casino with Nikki's character, uh, Joe Pesci's character, Nikki. Um, no matter how much partying he did in the movie or how many people he killed or how high he got the next morning, he was there to make little Nikki some pancakes. And when he said that, it instantly made me think of the movie Casino. But we see Meech was a hands-on dad. Even when he he got down to Miami, he got to spending more quality time with Tara, Meech's mother. Of course, they had a house full because when you want to run like that, you do need protection. You know, you do need the guys there. So, of course, she was annoyed with that. But she did get more time with him at that time because they were down there in Miami. They couldn't really do too much. But, you know, he was still partying. But we see, um, you know, with him being in Miami and just dipping out of Atlanta like that, Law enforcement started going after the like the lower levels in the organization to get to the big fish. And this was a difficult case because it was so many jurisdictions. It was state after state. And they still had no evidence of Meech even linked to the drugs. Like all they had was the way he lived. They had no fucking evidence. It was all Terry that they caught on the wiretapes. So the dude, Omari, he was one of the hair distributors. They say Meech loved him. Uh, he ended up being one of the weakest links in the organization because he was running a side operation with the dude, Jeff. And Jeff was the same dude who got pulled over and they took all the dope from him and let him go. So as soon as they took Omari in, he started talking. And as sinful the P would say, he got to testifying better than Sister Anderson on a Sunday morning, child. So that was... You know, that was one. Number two, 
was Doc Marshall. And we heard a lot about Doc Marshall over the years. Um, he didn't have that gangster persona, so they thought he was a weak link as well and easy to get the information from. And he got the talking to. So Meech eventually went back to Detroit for a while and, you know, was home for a minute. But he did go down to Texas. Now, then it shows us 2005. And they found Terry. He was hanging out in Missouri. And they found him in a gambling spot and took him and his crew in. In Miami, they took Yogi in. They took Tyra in. Then they go chiming down in Texas. And that's where they eventually got Meech at. He was laying low at this time. He wasn't in Texas doing all the partying and everything. But that's where they got him at. So, um, episode nine, I mean, sorry, episode seven basically showed us of how they end up bringing all of them down and who end up cooperating first. And then when we get to episode eight, the legacy of BMF, it shows that in 2005, they arrested Meech, um, the lawyer, and this was the same lawyer who worked his case, um, with the killing of Wolf, um, he went down to Texas, and at first he like, this is a bullshit search. They did a bullshit search. They got this gun charge on him. They found the gun in the safe. But then after he got to going through everything, he realized the indictments that was coming from Detroit, and he realized what they were trying to do. Now, he pleaded with Meach to go to trial, and after everybody got arrested, you still had some members out, but they were either on the run or going in, and some of them were telling they really didn't have no evidence on Meech connecting him to the drug organization, only lavish lifestyle and extra, you know, extravagant partying. So they narrowed everything down to Doc Marshall with the fraud on the cars and everything and using him as the weakest link. And that's how they got a lot of their, most of their information from him. Then to make it worse, they aggressively went after Charles Flannery, charging him with money laundry. And then that's the different thing, you know, um, when you get to bringing in parents and stuff, of course, when you're making money like that, you're going to take care of your parents. It just is what it is. But when they get to bringing them in, that's sometimes when people do crack. Like they won't, they won't say nothing. They stay under pressure. They 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 hold it down. They stand ten toes down. But when you do bring in, you know, the parents the wives and all of that that's when a lot of them will crack so you know it had been years the brothers finally had a face-to-face and they have it in a courthouse it turns into a large argument I thought that was very interesting because that was something I didn't know after all the research I didn't done and then you got law enforcement they sitting out there loving it shaking hands dapping each other up because they just know Terry gonna end up flipping on Meech but that just wasn't the case. At the end of the day, these are blood brothers. So Charles ended up talking to Terry. Meech ended up yelling at Terry. They weighed out all their options, narrowed down the years, and both brothers took a plea deal of 30 years. Now we know Terry got out in 2020 due to COVID, due to you know, health conditions with everything going on with COVID. And it goes on to talk about the legacy of them, how BMF, especially Meech, he became the culture. Like most of these rappers and shit, they rap stuff, but they don't do that lifestyle. They rapping Meech's lifestyle. And so many rappers got songs dedicated just to Meech, you know? <laughs> so say what you want about Meech. He did definitely took care of his people. He um 
they talk about how like when they got locked up a lot of pockets got empty because on how they kept stuff flourishing you know and we talked about that before with the hair salons the restaurants the clubs and I remember watching an old interview I think he did it with Cavario and he was like when we was out you know now they talking about ladies free before 10 we was out partying ladies weren't paying for shit and you know just how they had the dynamic that they had that they changed everything when they got locked up like these niggas was really out there they was getting it you know and for him to put together the organization so solid the way he did of course you always gonna have some weakest weak links in your organization but most people who started hustling in the 80s in the 80s it was so easy to start hustling because crack all that shit was everywhere per cia allegedly but by 91, when everything got the changing and Bush said, you know, the rules have changed and they got the creating that three um three strike law, most of them brothers was locked up or either dead. They had killed each other off beef, money, turf wars, everything. But they exceeded it. And look at how they went on. They went on. They 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 reigned for a long time. And to be in all the states, to have those connections and affiliates with Colombia, with Mexico, that just shows you they were smart. Yes, Meech party so much, but when you think about it, his partying, that ain't even what got him caught up. It was Terry, who was very business smart as well, but the phones. So it's just kind of ironic on how it played out and then on how the brothers built all of this together and on how even their relationship turned out. But Meech is to be released in 2029. Hopefully he gets out sooner. Um, You know, so it just shows the... um the legacy they left behind and how it, it can't be done again it can't be done done again but i liked it on how they ended it with his mom talking his sister and it shows 50 cent in there talking about how and i had said this before and how he sent little meach to acting school and little meach was the perfect person to play this role i think he does a wonderful job um and, you know, Meech and, Lil Meech and they're saying how he's breaking a family curse. Like, you know, his grandfather was into music. He didn't get to make it. His father, he had the money, but, you know, it was still in the, he was still in the game. He wanted to, you know, take his magazine and his label somewhere. But now Lil Meech is actually breaking the family curse and taking the business legitimate. And then one day when Meech get out, hopefully they can have their perfect union and, and be doing their thing as father and son legitimately. And, you know, you got to give it to 50 for that. 50 is amazing. He's always looking out for people, especially, you know, the young boys. Like, he's always looking out for them. I always say that. Um, and that's just a new beginning. So let's just hope for the best for them. But it got the showing on the filming and got the showing um miss flannery his mom on the set just amazing to see um just dope real dope and season two about to start so we about to recap that but this was a really good docuseries um a lot of people had they didn't want to just wait 20 30 minutes each week so now by all eight episodes are out i'm sure if you guys binge watch it you'll really really enjoy it it was a really good documentary and it goes good for the show um I definitely recommend you watching all of them, especially before you watch season two of BMF, which airs on January 6th and moving to Friday nights. So we definitely will be recapping it every Saturday <laughs> or possibly Sunday. Y'all know I'm here for everything Power Universe and this BMF stuff. 
But I am going to play the trailer for the BMF, and then I have a sleeper for you guys. So let's go ahead and play that trailer. BMF. All right, so this is the trailer for season two, and it premieres January 6th. Let me turn my volume up so you guys can hear it good. Mafia family! Here we go. Started from the beginning. Listen up! I'm about to take over the whole nation. Cleveland, St. Louis, Atlanta, Miami, LA. Pledge allegiance to the Black Mafia family. To the Black Mafia family! Welcome to the murder capital of the world. How to be a real man by making an honest living. The turf war has escalated. We going on the canine. I already told you. I'm out. Just know, you're getting my money on time. I'm gonna kill you. The Fifty Boys dead. 12th Street dead. From now on, we BMF. Pool our resources. Take over the nation. I thought you was done. Get in the game or stay out of it. If you and my woman are cherishing, you know you're talking to one of the biggest players in Detroit, right? I can respect that, brother. But remember, pride often comes before the fall. I don't know who to trust in this family anymore. But they stick together no matter what. My sons did not come from a broken home. They came from a broken city. We don't get to pick and choose who we save. Each and I are businessmen. We are about to turn BMF into a global empire. Thanks for having my back. Notice for life. All right, that was the trailer. I cannot wait. We're gonna be having the recaps going popping over here. Um, I'm gonna play a sleeper. Um I'm gonna play some young Dolph. It's titled Meech. Hey man, you seen my phone? Which one, man? Not that phone, the trap phone. Paper out, bitch. Yeah, my bitch, she bad. All my niggas rich. I got work for cheap. Damn, I feel like me. Two-tone race. And some big feet. I fucked her to sleep. Then jump back in the streets. Mama put me out. I'm straight out the trap. Stuck a hundred in a box and sent the cost them out. I'm geeked up on that lane. Counting while you sleep. Everybody eat. Damn, I feel like me. I'm got a top drop. It's money when I Talk. Got a beam on my clock, and I'm drinking raw. Dirty. Your mama so fine, I went up in that pussy raw. What? Then I fucked a friend. Damn. She said you a dog. I heard they want me dead, so now I'm flexing even harder. I pull up in that Ferrari, rocking a lot of water. Fuck the other side, it's a homicide. Numbers don't lie, my trap on fire. Hey. Every time you see me, I be lit as fuck. Yeah, yeah, in the script club, throwing this shit up. Whoa, whoa. I feel like shouting low. Yeah, on the man. Hey, two stepping, counting paper. That's my money dance. Woo. Yeah, my bitch, she bad. Whoa. All my niggas rich. Whoa. I got work for cheap. Hey, damn, I feel like me. Two-tone race. Yeah. On some big feet. Whoa. I fucked her to sleep. Oh. Jump back in the streets. Oh. Put me out. Trap. 
trap. Strip a hundred in a box, sell the cost of milk. I'm geeked up on that lay. Counting while you sleep. Everybody eat. Damn, I feel like Meech. Damn, I feel like Meech. I think we be on milk. Slamming all these pounds. I need a championship belt. Hey! Pick up, pull out, drop out, top out, it's down. Couch surf, no couch. Yeah, I come from a place where they don't make it hey, out. Hey. Your nigga snob bills ready to take you out. My bitch bad and juicy. Yeah. I wear Roberto Cavalli every Tuesday. Hey. Madison, water, sip, for real. I got your bitch skinny dipping at the crib. Turn on, sir, and count hot smoking. Yeah. I just made a play. Trap 300k. Yeah, my bitch, she bad. Wow. All my niggas rich. Wow. I got work for cheap. Hey. Damn, I feel like me. Two-tone race. Yeah. On some big feet. Wow. I fucked her to sleep. Oh. Jump back in the streets. Oh. Mama put me out. Trap. I'm straight out the trap. trap. Stuck a hundred in a box and sent across the mouth. I'm geeked up on that lane. Oh. Counting while you sleep. Yeah. Everybody eat. Damn, I feel like me. All right, that was Meech by Young Dolph. Rest in peace. <clears throat> I got to get that hip-hop homicides out, too. I know they just did one on Soldier Slam. Uh, they should have released another one as well. I'll get that out probably by Wednesday. <laughs> All right, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed this recap. I hope you guys enjoyed my entire recap series of the BMF docuseries. Y'all know I love this talk. Please protect your energy at all costs. It's the winter time. It's the holiday time. So as much as it's supposed to bring love, light, happiness, that's not always the case. Depression is real. Stress is real. Anxiety is real. Just try to keep your head up high and keep pushing. It's going to be bad days. The goal is to stay consistent and pray. And... As long as you wake up the next morning, it's always, you know, another day, another chance. So just try to do your best. I'm always here. Um, sometimes, you know, us, all of us, we can feel alone at times, feel unworthy, feel like nobody understands us. So if you ever just want to say what's up to me, speak, need somebody to talk to, I'm here. Because I appreciate you guys. I appreciate, appreciate you guys' support. I hope you guys continue to support me. Um, I hope I can support you in some type of way. Like I said, if you want to recap out, I'm a little bit behind on them. But, you know, send them to me. I'm going to get them out. Uh, if you have anything you need me to shout out, promote. All you got to do is ask me. If you just want to say what's up, that's cool too. But on that note, I love you. And it's your girl Shanice. And I'm out. Hope you enjoyed the show with your girl Shanice.